everyone. Welcome back to another week of Reputation Matters. This week, I'm very excited to have a guest on who's actually personally gone through a pretty insane story, but we're going to hold on that for a little bit. This week, I'm super excited to introduce you to Christine O'Toole, the Director of Marketing at Odin Properties. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I know we have so much to talk about today, and I, and I really can't wait to get into that. But before we just jump right in, let's take a moment. Can you can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Christine O'Toole, Director of Marketing at Odin Properties. I have a total of seven years of experience in marketing, and I actually just entered the multifamily world back in 2019. And it has been a wild ride since I have been here. (laughs) Certainly a wild ride. And with seven years, I mean, the experience that you've had, everything that you've learned during that time, so much to pull on, especially when it comes to the digital space and how things have shifted online. As a director of marketing, I just love to get your insight for a minute because there's so many different definitions out there and so many different ways that people perceive it. But what does reputation management mean to you? Reputation management is, in my opinion, it's an extension of your brand, right? So I feel as though so many people within the industry, and and not just multifamily, I think this is much wider than than just multifamily, but a lot of times whenever I ask someone, you know, what's your brand or what does brand mean to you? They tell me, well, isn't that just how nice your website looks or the font you chose or the PMS color that you decided to go with? And while all of that holds true, the other important thing to, to realize is it's also about what people are saying about you when they leave you. So when they leave you, whether that be a restaurant, whether that be an apartment building, whether that be a closed store, whatever it is, if they're really upset, they're going to tell you, or if they're really happy, they're going to tell you. So again, the extension of your brand is what really matters, right? Because that's what people are saying when you're not around to defend yourself. And a lot of times they go to, you know, a review stream, whether that be Google, whether that be Facebook, it could even be Glassdoor, right? If, if you're talking about um, an employer or a business. So it's really important that you tackle any negative reviews that come in quickly. But, you know, in the same regard, any positive reviews that come in, you also want to make sure that you're responding to that too. So all that's to say, it's very important to understand that your reputation management is an extension of your brand. I mean, just the the quick little tips that you had right there, focusing on not only the negative, which everyone gravitates to, but the positive, you know, thanking those brand champions. Clearly, you've had some some experience and and definitely learned some things through the years. And I love that. The reputation management, it is. It's your brand online. So this experience that you've had, the unbelievable experience, you and I actually were connected because of obviously the space that, that I work in at Rhino Reviews and reputation management and repair. And we have a mutual connection who, who knew you in all of your time as marketing and uh, said, Chelsea, you've got to talk with Christine because the story of, of what she went through and how she handled and, and really saved a brand from just all the damage that they were going through. I, you know, I turn the stage over to you because the story is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it's it's one of the stories that, you know, you always think, oh, that'll never happen to me. And it's something, you know, you hear on the news or you hear from, from colleagues or, you know, or friends or family, hey, you know, can you believe that this happened? And again, it's just like, oh, that'll never happen to me. It's not a big deal. But when it does happen to you, it kind of slaps you in the face really hard. So happy to share my story and what I learned and how I went through it and um, how I saved my brand from going under. Yes. And and there's so many that I'm, I'm excited for you to take this experience and, and be able to share it to help prevent and, you know, hopefully help prevent 
least anyone else from having to go through this. Absolutely. So courses happened on a Monday. (laughs) I woke up Monday morning, uh, you know, to get ready for work. And I checked my phone because I noticed that I had notifications from my business manager, which is, you know, through Facebook. And that's where all of my reviews come through. And I noticed that I had hundreds of Facebook comments, messages, reviews. And when I dove in a little bit, I noticed that there was a video that surfaced online. The video that surfaced, it it was a Caucasian man in North Jersey, right? So at the time, the company I was working at, we were in um, Southwest Jersey. So it's about a little over two hours away. It had a Caucasian man yelling racist and homophobic slurs to an African-American man and his son. Unfortunately, the Caucasian man shared a name with the vice president at my company, which it's, it's a common name, right? And of course, we're, we're going to protect all, all parties involved, so I'm not going to repeat it. But unfortunately, they shared the same name. As soon as the video went viral, and yes, it went viral, it was shared thousands of times. And again, you know, the people that see the video automatically will run to Google and they will type in the name and then the state, right? So they typed in the name and then New Jersey. And I can joke about this now, but at the time, I, you know, there it was no laughing matter. But now I say, I guess my SEO was really strong because if the VP of the company and the state came up right away and people automatically associated with us, you know, okay. I guess my SEO was uh, was pretty strong at the time. Got to find the positive somewhere. You have to. You have to find the silver lining. And a lot of times it doesn't happen until afterwards when you look back and you go, I can't believe I just went through this. So without hesitation, right, without anyone really diving in and making sure, hey, before I go and attack this innocent person and his business and his employees and his life and his brand, let me make sure that it's the same person, Right. They did not do that. And as I mentioned before, we are nowhere near close to each other. The man in the video is about 20 to 30 years older than the VP I was working with. They look nothing alike. So it was clear as day that it wasn't the same person. So after watching the video and looking through, you know, just a handful of the comments, this is before I left my house to, to get into the office. I realized that right away, we were a victim of a mistaken identity crisis. And I know just from experience with marketing that we were headed for disaster fast if I didn't act quickly. So I left the house, you know, shortly after I I realized what was going on. And on my way into the office, I called the VP and I said, hey, heads up, because this is going to be really bad really soon. And I think that we need to put a strategy together right away. This, this is either going to, you know, the way that we respond is either going to make or break our brand. And we need to be really careful with how we respond, especially now since there's race involved and you know, the world we live in today, it's just very charged topic. Exactly. It's a very charged topic. And you know, when I was telling him about this, of course, as a marketer, right, your internal advocate, your internal advertising agency, pretty much, right? You automatically are nervous. I had anxiety because I knew what we were going to be up against. But the, you know, the response I got from the VP, he said, it's okay. It's going to blow over. It's not a big deal. They'll realize quickly that it's not me. And I said, I hope you're right, but I'm going to tell you right now, I I highly doubt that's what's going to happen. 
So once I get into the office and I sat down and I really started to go through all of our social channels, I started to go through all the comments, the messages, everything that I could possibly do to try and scale this issue, right? So it went from, I don't know, maybe 5.30 a.m. when I when I first learned of the, the issue and then I left the house right, right away. And by the time I got into the office, it was early and I tried to tackle it, it already had gotten so much worse just from that, you know, those few hours that I didn't act. And that's the most important thing when thinking about reputation management is that you have to act quickly because the amount of people that will see something in such a, a small time frame and think about all the resharings and all the retweets and all the forwards and the screenshots and how fast people communicate on the internet, right? So when looking at all of the content and trying to scale it, again, I looked at the channels, like which one was the hottest, right? Facebook, Instagram, are they commenting more? Are they messaging more? You know, what exactly is going on? Any trending hashtags, right? Because a lot of times like the user generated content will then come into play because a lot of times people then will create hashtags and then that's trending. So then I had to think, do I now have to combat that, right? I also looked at how many comments were coming in on a 60 to 90 second basis and who was involved in those comments. Was it still just the VP that was attacked or are there other people now being brought into this? So that's kind of like what I had to start with to really understand what I was up against. I personally acted quickly uh, on behalf of the company, of course, and released a statement on on the behalf of the company which is the same response I use for basically all the messages and the comments. But of course, that wasn't good enough for people, right? So then they were coming back to me and saying, well, prove it, right? Put them on video, put them on this, make, you know, we, and, and people found his picture on the website and they were trying to compare. I mean, it was just insane. And the, the two men looked nothing alike. Again, nowhere near close in age. It was just unbelievable. So moving forward at this point, now it's early afternoon. And unfortunately now it escalated and people are now calling our corporate office. So now not only am I having to deal with the digital component of this, I now also have to deal with the fact that now my team is now being essentially targeted, right? Because now they're calling, they're leaving voicemails. Now it's impacting more than just the VP who was attacked and, you know, myself who has to play defense. Well, still, just to clarify, this is now Monday afternoon. So you've spent your entire day just combating this. Yes. Mind you, the company, you know, I have a team of people who need me. I have a a team of, of people on site that need me. They need marketing. They need help. They need this, right? Everything was put on hold. It was like my entire world shut down. And this was the only thing I could focus on. So it was a full-time job way beyond the nine to five. And I'll get more into that later. But yeah, this was early afternoon. This was all in one day. So soon after the calls started, now we're getting emails. Not only did the calls and the emails start, but now the threats begin, right? So now it's, we're going to show up at your office. We're going to do whatever we need to do. We're going we're, we're gonna to use excessive force on anyone that tries to stand at the door. We're going to come after the VP, we're coming for you. We will have weapons. We're armed. I mean, this is crazy. I'm like, this is crazy. We have nothing to do with this. So also early afternoon on the same day, I found myself at the local police department and I had to get them involved, right? Because now 
it's like, do I kind of like call their bluff and say, you know, you're not going to show up? Not that I would ever say that publicly. Right. But in my head, I'm like, you know, you're, you're not going to show up here, but I mean, who knows? You don't know. So I, again, trying to protect my team and the building and everything else. I went down to the police station and I told them what was going on. And the cop basically, I mean, he was very nice. And he said, I'm so sorry this is happening, but this is the problem with social media. And this is the problem with how people just react, right? In like such a reactive state. And before you do your research, now, you know, this poor person who just, you know, spent his entire life trying to build this company, you know, it it could crumble at any second right now. So I had to send the police, you know, all correspondence, any emails we were getting, voicemails we had to record on our iPhones from the work phone. I had to send the the recordings over to them. Then the the prosecutor's office got involved. And I mean, there was cyberbullying. Again, there were threats. And and the, the prosecutor's office actually had to issue three subpoenas and three people went to court because of what they were saying. And I mean, it was in writing and they said it on the phone. Right. And what a lot of these people don't realize is you, you're, you can be tracked by your IP address, by your phone number, like they'll find you. So with that being said, the next day I had just, just really quick side note, the next day I actually had a cop outside at 7am until about 7pm to make sure that nobody showed up. So the next day I wake up, mind you, I'm now not sleeping, right? Because I have, I'm so nervous about what's going on. And, and, you know, a lot of times you, when you, just when you think you have it all together and you have it all figured out and you have a plan in place, something's going to come in and knock you off track, right? Especially in the digital space, you can't predict what's going to happen. So I woke up the next morning and I said, you know what, these people are, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be smart and they're going to do their research and they're going to notice that we have over 20 properties in you know New Jersey and in PA, they're going to start attacking my team. I have to get in front of this. I have to be proactive because they're they're going to they're going to go bigger, they're going to go home, right? So, I get into the office and I send a company-wide email out to everyone and I said, I need, you know, mandatory conference call. I have we have to get on the phone. So, 30 minutes later, I have everybody on the phone and I told them what was going on. And I said, should you have any leads that come in? Should you have any phone calls? Direct them to me, not to anyone else in the company. You know, because again, I was the one speaking on behalf of the company. Um, And I was also the one now corresponding with the police. So I had to make sure that every time something came in, they, you know, they got it. But also I had to, again, I keep saying playing defense because that's exactly what I was doing. It wasn't 30 minutes after I had that call that then we started to receive lead forms to the site teams calling us all sorts of horrific names, calling us racist. I mean, it, it blew up within a matter. I, I mean, this is now only 24 hours later. So you could imagine the volume now of not only on the digital end, but now I have to deal with the calls, the emails to corporate. And I had, you know, we had 23 sites at the time. So now my team is getting targeted directly as well. So in addition to that, of course, now they're going to start hitting our review platforms. And again, you know, people sometimes are are smarter than you think, because when they went onto our Google platform, a lot of them didn't write anything. They just left us a one-star review. 
other people talked about the issue and, you know, they said, don't, you know, don't run from these people. They're racist. They hate, you know, this, this type of person. And, you know, again, it just wasn't true. And it was just really unfair for what was going on. So now my I was going to say, just for, for anyone who's listening, the reason that, that Christine mentioned they were smart to write just a one-star review is when it comes to having, you know, working with Google to have any reviews removed, Google does, I have not seen it at least, there are some companies out there who claim it's possible, but the majority of the time, if it's just a one-star with no content review, it's very difficult to get taken down because Google can't tell there's nothing for them essentially to work with from an appeal process. They didn't, yes. there's no way to prove they weren't a customer or didn't have an experience with you. Um, but sorry, I just wanted to clarify yeah, that. Exactly. And and you hit the nail on the head, right? Because when I eventually, when I went in to flag the reviews and to report them to Google and I was explaining to Google what was going on, they said, there's no way for us to, to know that this person that left this one star review is associated with the issue at hand. Yes. So, you know, it's, it really, it really puts you in a bad place and our Google score, you know, our, our score on Google really plummeted and that hurts. That really hurts. For a locally driven business, such as what you were in, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I had to shut off the reviews on Facebook because our Facebook reviews plummeted and again, it's like, you can respond all you want, but you can't get those reviews removed. You just can't do it. So I had to shut everything off as much as I possibly could. So I realized that, you know, one person is not enough to continue to play defense. And I I now need to get some sort of team that has experience in this market and that can help me to, you know, go up against these internet trolls, as we all like to call them. So we eventually hired a crisis management PR firm. And they were able to work alongside of me. And we were able to correct the narrative um, rather quickly. And, you know, I, I was really grateful for them because if it wasn't for them helping me, you know, with the marketing stuff and like jumping on our social channels and, and monitoring those and, and the reviews. And, you know, we were writing we're writing different statements on behalf of the company to send out to our families, our friends, our advocates, you know, because now we have to try to get these advocates to talk highly of us, right? And not try to, but they had no problem saying how great we were, what a great family business we were at the time. I mean, they still are, right? It's a great company. But, you know, now trying to get these people to say nice things about us, trying to get these people to write positive reviews. I mean, that's a job in itself, right? So this PR company really helped us with that. And not to mention, I also received personal attacks on my personal Facebook, my personal Instagram. People found me on LinkedIn and started sending me messages because they saw that I was the marketing director at this property or this company rather. And they put two and two together. Oh, this is the man behind the curtain, probably, right? Like, this is the person that's probably trying to save this company from what's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to message her. It was a horrible experience, but, you know, again, it made us stronger as a company It made us stronger as colleagues. And it definitely gave me the experience that, you know, yes, I've dealt with crisis management in the past for some other companies, but nothing like this. 
So if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to talk to you about this today. And um, it, it was just, it was crazy. Um, so again, like about a week later, this it calmed down, right? And like these people were on to the next, the next best thing, um, attacking someone else. But, you know, although they, they left us alone after a while, the aftermath of something like this takes a long time to clean up. And, you know, slowly but surely we got there. But, you know, that week felt like two years. And again, you know, trying to solicit for positive reviews, trying to get our residents involved, trying to get our friends and families involved, trying to get vendors involved. I mean, we were, you know, I don't know if I want to necessarily use the word desperate, but we were on the verge of being desperate just for those positive reviews and that positive reinforcement to try and make sure that anyone that was in the process of, you know, signing a lease with us or who maybe just filled out an application, you know, Hey, we know you want to live here. You know, don't, don't let this deter your just your interest in our property. Yeah, exactly. When you talk about the lasting effects, I mean, that's where we have a couple clients that we've worked with and, you know, they'll have customers reach out to them about threads, you know, sub threads on Reddit from 2002 saying, you know, Hey, this X, Y, and Z happened. This is a terrible company or, you know, whatever the situation was. And it's, it's that, yes, you can solve it. Yes. Maybe those people are onto that next thing, but you know, online is not Vegas. What happens on Google is, is there for forever and it will continue. You know, you, you definitely did an incredible job handling that. I mean, what jumps to me is the time that you dedicated. It sounds, I mean, your whole week froze, but to have that kind of wrapped up and resolved by the following week to me is just amazing and speaks to, you know, how quickly you jumped on that and how well you managed it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, I have a lovely relationship with Google, right? I love Google for so many different things, but at the same time, you know, I, I dislike them, but at this, you know, at the same time, I think what a lot of people have to realize is that your prospects, no matter what area of business you're in, they're looking at your reviews they're looking at them. And, you know, a lot of times, especially in the multifamily industry, there's a lot of acquiring different assets, right? So we might acquire, like, let's say an apartment building, and we might acquire it, let's say, you know, May 5th, 2021. But the first thing I look at is there, are, are there online reviews? And, you know, I will make sure that those reviews that were posted prior to us acquiring the building are responded to right? The new owner is going to reach out to you and say, Hey, we're so sorry for, for what happened to you at that time, but we're here to help you with whatever we can. And that I think is what's missed. You know, again, I go back to what I said at the beginning, the way that you respond, how fast you respond, how fast you fix a problem. And, you know, if you are in the middle of fixing a problem, you want to make sure that you're communicating that online so that other people see it. It's all an extension of your brand. So the brand that I just built for this company, I was not about to let anyone or anything break that. So I had to act fast. So when I had that conference call with my team, I said to them, I'm sorry in advance if you need anything from me at this time, but I have to make sure that we are protected and I can't let anything happen to any of our properties. I can't let anything happen to our brand. So much kudos to you. 
One thing that you just mentioned that is interesting and I want to double back to because I get asked this a lot by clients. When you're acquiring, you mentioned when you acquire different properties and you're absorbing a business, mm-hmm. Google doesn't wipe the slate clean. And a lot of a lot of clients they'll come where you know it's a new franchise owner or you know, maybe a roll-up, and they they're reaching out saying, Hey, we have this Google My Business listing, but it's got a, a two-star rating and all these reviews. How do we just get a new listing? And unfortunately, I mean, you can't, it's it's there. But I loved your strategy of, you know, and it's what we typically recommend going in, responding to those reviews, make it known that there's new management or, you know, that you've you've heard and you've seen all of these, you know, prior customer experience issues. And this is what you've done to uh, resolve it, fix it, et cetera. Basically respond. But again, that's just once again, showing your expertise in this area and the strategies you put in place. And I love that one because there's, you know, the reasoning behind it that you can't just erase it. And I think a lot of people forget that. What other strategies or kind of tactics have you put in place, both that you learned from this experience, as well as just that you you did prior and have continued moving forward? Well, I think, you know, what, what a lot of people have to realize is reputation management and not only reputation management, but also, you know, your digital presence. If that is ever attacked, think of it as, as a house on fire, right? The faster you control the fire, the less damage you'll have to, to clean up afterwards, right? I love that analogy. <laughs> I am all about analogies. I, I have that is great. <laughs> but, you know, similar situation to kind of what happened, right? If I let the fire go for too long, without acting, I mean, the entire brand would have been ruined and we probably would have had people showing up and, and, and it probably, probably would have gotten a lot worse, right? You know, the strategies I think that are important is you have to have some sort of reputation management strategy in place, whether that's if you join a company and you are creating a marketing department from scratch, kind of like what I've done at, at the previous company that we're talking about, kind of like what I'm doing right now with the current company I'm working at. And you have to make sure that you have alerts set up, right? So anytime someone goes to Google and they, they write a review, I get an alert. I then forward that alert to my team and they, they go in, they look at the review. If it's five stars, they're sending it to the team on-site team. Hey team, you just got a five-star review. Congratulations. Really proud of you. Right. So now not only are we building them up, right. Cause you want to keep them motivated and inspired, right. Cause that's exciting. But when we have a really bad review that comes in, we're also sending that to the team, right. Because yes, you're going to have people that write ridiculous things on your Google, my business. And, you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, well, this person might make, maybe they haven't paid their rent in months. Right. And, and now they're upset at us for something else, but of course they're going to go to Google and they're going to make us look like the bad guys. Right. That's, that's usually what happens all the time, but I always make sure that we get the onsite team involved to really kind of get the, the entire picture before we formulate a response back. But again, my team will always come from a place of care and empathy and humility, because I don't care how mad that person is and what they're saying about us, we still have a brand and we still have an image to, to sustain. And, you know, we will never, you know, slack on that again, because people will not only read the reviews that others are writing, they're also going to read how you respond, how fast you respond. 
are you following up with these people as far as, you know, did this situation get resolved? The other thing I, I deal with um, too, with a lot of reviews is they'll write a review. We'll try to look them up in our database and we can't find the name associated with that property. So we'll ask them, hey, so sorry, we can't seem to locate you in our in our database and we, we really want to talk to you about these issues. Please let us know the best form of contact, right? So again, you're engaging them. You want to know. So it's really important that not only are you are you looking at these things on a daily basis, but you're responding fast and you're following up with the people who are upset. I think the other strategy too, make sure that you're responding to all reviews. Again, whether it's five stars or one star, even if it's a one-star review that doesn't have any context to it, we still ask questions. How can we make this five stars? Why are you upset? What's going on? How can we fix it? If it's a five-star review, we're so happy that you're happy. You know, we love that you love living here and, you know, however you want to word that, but it helps your SEO, right? That wraps up into your SEO. So if you're ta- if you're using keywords in your responses or maybe someone happens to use a keyword in their review that someone happens to be typing into Google, they're going to talk to each other and that review is going to pop up on your GMB listing. Yes. And that's such a valuable point. So many people don't realize that a lot of the time we focus on the response. Yes. is for someone reading the review, but the actual kind of the, the back, the inside effects, the SEO results and, and everyone knows, you know, we sit and wonder, Oh, how does it get there? But as you mentioned, when someone searches you, Google now pulls those relevant reviews. They bold the words that you typed into search. So it's an opportunity really, again, to, to kind of just boost your brand. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, again, I, I said at the beginning with this story, I, I never thought that something like this would happen to me, you know, at, at a family run company and we, you know, we were a decent size. We weren't huge. So I'm like, you know, who, who would ever mess with us? How, how could this ever happen to us? But again, I got a, I got a big slap of reality. You know, I guess my advice going forward for anyone listening would just be to make sure you have some sort of crisis management strategy in your back pocket, because if you don't, and something like this happens and you have zero experience in how to respond and react to this and not, not only respond and react, but then also be proactive in going forward with, okay, how do we know what's going to happen next? Right. Like I knew that these people were eventually going to hit my teams on site. And that's why, thank God, I woke up that day and I just had that feeling. And I said, you know what? It's only a matter of time. And we were proactive. And if I wasn't proactive and and didn't have that experience as far as this is going to happen next, because this has happened before, different situation, but same kind of timeline of events you know, my team w- wouldn't have been well prepared. Well, I certainly hope that that no one else does have to go through this. I'd love to, you know, if someone is in a similar experience or if someone someone does find themselves maybe getting in a similar experience, Christine, first of all, are they able to? And if so, if they can, you know, how, how can they reach out to you and, you know, just either get your advice, lean on you a little bit or, or you know, just want to connect, maybe share horror stories that, that they've gone through with you. You can email me. Um, I know that my LinkedIn link will be in the show notes and my, my cell will also be there. So feel free to reach out. I love networking. I love talking to people. So whether we talk about reputation management or not, happy to provide further insight if anyone needs it. I, I really can't thank you enough. This 
the story was, I was so excited. I shouldn't say excited because that sounds terrible, but I was so honored that you would come on and tell this story because I mean, from the minute you started telling me about it, when we first met, I just, I, I've heard things, I've assisted clients with things and, and yours truly is one of the the most alarming out there. And, and I really appreciate your, your time and, and you just being so open with us with that. Well, I'm glad that I was able to take a bad situation and turn it into a positive one. I hope this helps someone else out there. But thank you for having me. This was fun. Of course. And I love your, again, the focus on the positive spin. And yes, it's, you know, years later and you can reflect back on that and take that, take that time into a good one. Thank you again for listening, everyone. Uh, as Christine mentioned, if you do want to get in contact with her, all of her information will be in the show notes, as well as tagged in our social media post. If you enjoyed this show and others, make sure to subscribe so that you're updated for future releases, as well as give us a five-star rating. Thanks again for listening to Reputation Management. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web, rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget, nine out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.